Episode 279 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm Managing Editor Kirk Semenoff, sitting in for Bill. A couple of weeks ago, we sat down with two leaders of the University of Kansas School of Medicine to talk about the new biomedical campus partnership that's planned for downtown Wichita later in the decade. Today, our guest is President Rick Numa of Wichita State University, who talks about the Wichita State side of the partnership and how this $302 million project got onto and off of the drawing board. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story looks at how the Kansas Department of Transportation is doing in terms of meeting federal guidelines for doing business with minority and women-owned businesses. Reporter Josh Witt takes a deep dive into the numbers to see how Kansas fares in the state and compares with other states. That coverage begins on page 16. This week's list, IT service companies. See who's on the list and read about trends in the industry coming off the pandemic. The list is on page eight. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 24. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. It's a pleasure to be joined on this week's podcast by Rick Muma, the president of Wichita State University. Rick, thanks for joining me. Thanks, thanks for the opportunity to be here today. It's great to have you back. We, we thought it was important to have you on to talk about the, the planned biomedical campus in downtown Wichita that's a partnership between Wichita State, the University of Kansas School of Medicine, and, and WSU Tech. Can we start with what the origin origin point was for this idea? Who, who was involved in the first conversations? Yeah, actually, it was about um, four years ago um, that I originally started having a conversation with uh, Dr. Rob Samari, who's Vice Chancellor for Health Affairs, and uh, we we decided at that point that you know we needed to have a conversation about what would it be like, what would it look like, how could we work together in a, in a combined facility, one that you know truly provided opportunities for students to work in an interprofessional environment. So that's that's where it started. So lots of other conversations over the last four years that has got us to this point. Um, it's, it's really exciting that that First of all, two institutions in the state are coming together to solve a problem, which is for us the need for space, the updated space, uh, opportunities to you know collaborate more and and uh, engaging kind of innovative ways of teaching, but also taking care of patients. I'm a reporter at heart and always interested in a good backstory. How do initial conversations proceed at the university and state level? Who do you have to convince and, and how do you have to, to gather momentum? Yeah, I, I think at the university level, it starts with uh, people understanding what the vision is here. Why, why do we need to do something like this? Why does this need to be in the core of our city? 
um, uh, why do we need to be concerned about um, rearranging long-standing um, offerings and buildings and so forth into one facility or adjacent facilities? Um, that's the first thing. And, and then the second thing in, in terms of policymakers, um, making sure they understand how this is going to benefit the community, how this is going to benefit the state, how this is going to help grow our economy. You know, we spent a lot of time over the last several years coming up with solutions to deal with aviation, with manufacturing, with agriculture, with uh, transportation, with logistics. But any community that wants to grow or is growing has something like this at, their, at its core um, to, to help with the healthcare of the community. A community can't really grow and be um, uh, in a dynamic state uh, like we are wanting us to be here in Wichita uh, unless we have a healthy community. And, and so that's really the bottom line here. It'll be a transformational thing, not just for our institutions, but for the city itself. For those who don't know your background, you've been around Wichita State for a while, first as, as provost and now and, and then acting president and now president. So how long was something like this on your mind before that first conversation four years ago? Well, uh, actually, uh, it goes back even further. So you know, I've been here for about 26 years. Uh, I came here um, as a healthcare provider. I'm a, I'm a PA by clinical training and um, uh, started my career at the University of Texas Medical Branch in Galveston and uh, education at, at the Texas Medical Center, the largest health science center in the world in Houston. Um, and so I came from that environment. I came to Wichita, love Wichita State, and, and don't get me wrong, I love everything about it, but this is a gap that this community has. We don't have um, uh, this kind of uh, educational um, innovation that you see in, in other uh, cities like Wichita and in larger cities, uh, especially. So uh, I've always thought that um, uh, when I came here, you know, when I started my career, uh, I started at an academic health science center where you um, were teaching in the morning, usually, and you walk across the street, you take your students with you to go see patients in the hospital or the clinic um, in a very coordinated fashion with a whole interdisciplinary team interprofessional team of healthcare providers. So uh, that is much harder to do when you're on different campuses, uh, when we don't have the right space that's not designed to allow for that kind of uh, teaching. So um, that's where it started with me. Um, and, and then, you know, COVID really helped accelerate this, you know, because not only did we see the, um, the, the issues around um, that particular disease and some of the special things that we needed to do in the healthcare field to deal with COVID, you know, like testing and, and just patient care in general. Um, but there was also a lot of resources available um, through the ARPA funds and the federal government that were encouraging institutions, organizations to innovate um, in a, a COVID or post-COVID world and so this fits that that uh, that opportunity. So that that's really what it has accelerated. And, and thankfully, the, the legislature and the governor agreed with that, and they kicked that off last year with um, last session with a thirty-five million dollars to invest in this project to help move it forward. Can you give listeners a, a kind of a brief overview of the College of Health Professions? It's 
it, I don't know what people think of when they think of the college, but it's not just nurses. It's not just physician assistants. What, what does, what goes in, what, who do you develop, I guess, is what I'm asking. Yeah, so it's the seven departments, and so I hope I'm going to remember all of them since you asked, asked this. So we have the School of Nursing. Um, we have the Department of Physician Assistant, Department of Physical Therapy, Department of Dental Hygiene, Department of Public Health Sciences, Department of, of Medical Laboratory Sciences, and I'm missing one. And then we have also um, the uh, uh, Advanced Education and General Dentistry Residency Program that's out at 29th and uh, and Oliver at the Metroplex. Um, so those are the the, the areas um, that we have um, that we provide um, in the College of Health Professions. But there's also other health profession programs across the campus. We have exercise science, we have athletic training, um, human performance studies, social work, clinical psychology. So we have opportunities um, uh, to bring in those disciplines in the future. You had mentioned earlier uh, space. You mentioned it just briefly. Was space becoming an issue? And, and is that a factor here for Wichita State? Yeah, it is. Um, and, and I'll just talk uh, uh, to basically two different ways. One is we have highly subscribed programs, um, more applicants than available slots. So we don't really have an easy way to grow those disciplines. So additional space is necessary, but also new kind of space that you, um, you know, teach students in, that you see in modern healthcare environments, kind of like what we've done with Woolsey Hall and the new, where the new school of business is. We've developed collaborative spaces, new teaching spaces that is expected now in the way that we educate um, business students. Same thing. Um, and it's just not healthcare. It's all of our disciplines across the campus. We, we've got to figure out a way of of uh, modernizing our campus going forward. But that, those are the two things. How can we provide innovative, technologically advanced spaces to allow um, uh, for this kind of interprofessional education, but also um, more space? So from a Wichita State standpoint, that the things you've mentioned is are, are a lot of the reasons why this is good for the university, but what are some other reasons uh, that, that does it propel the college that much farther forward? Well, I think it uh, not only does that, but also propels the university forward. So when, what you see in these kinds of situations, when you bring multiple institutions together, you start to innovate, you start to create new ways of doing things. And, and, and if you look at the Texas Medical Center in Houston as an example, uh, not only was that an enriching experience for me to learn in, but also to teach in, um, but the amount of innovation research that, that has now been a part of that uh, medical center is phenomenal. Matter of fact, they're investing over a billion dollars right now into new innovation area at the Texas Medical Center, which just kind of blows my mind because they're already doing um, phenomenal things down there. So that's going to be the natural byproduct of this that you will see. You will see companies who will who have interest in healthcare um, innovation to think about Wichita, think about coming together when they see this kind of thing happening. We have opportunity to bring our molecular diagnostic laboratory, the COVID testing facility that we stood up during COVID to continue to develop saliva-based diagnostic testing 
Um, and so that, that's just going to spin off additional ways of, of thinking about how to move forward new technologies, new processes, new procedures. And, and it fits really well with our um, innovation campus and the whole digital transformation work that we're doing on our main campus. You, you mentioned partnerships. And I guess a question that I don't think, I don't know if anyone has asked yet is obviously during the lead up to this, you had to have conversations with Wesley Medical Center or Wesley Healthcare and and Ascension via Christie about this. What Obviously, they're in favor. I would, I would think. Otherwise, you would, might have some reservations about getting it going. But what were, the, what were their initial reactions? Um, I, I think all both of those institutions are interested in the talent pipeline um, first and foremost, and they, they really are struggling on like a lot of businesses are. Um, but in particular, because of COVID, um, uh, in nursing, for example, but any of their their health. Uh, professions that work in the hospital. They're interested in that. They're interested in us being creative, you know, maybe some new kinds of disciplines that we need to bring to the table um, to help solve some of their pipeline issues. So I think that's their first thing, but also, you know, they're going to be interested in the, on the research side, in the innovation side, in innovate, innovative technologies. They're going to be interested in, in working alongside us in, in those areas as well. You mentioned an early conversation with Rob Samari, and I, I had he and Dr. Menz on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about collaboration. I, I, I made the point that I didn't know if this kind of partnership might have been looked at as possible a few years ago or a few decades ago. And Dr. Menz, who's been around a long time, agreed with that. I, so I guess I'm wondering what has changed recently to, to get this partnership going. Well, um I think um, a couple of things, um, uh, you know, Chancellor Gerard, uh, Chancellor KU is a physician. I'm a healthcare provider, PA, also a public health practitioner. That's where I started. We understand these issues from a different perspective than I think that other leaders of institutions probably didn't. Um, and not, not saying that they couldn't, but it just wasn't at the top of mind. But the other thing that's kind of dropped drug this, and I mentioned this earlier, is, is COVID. COVID's made us rethink how we need to do lots of things differently. Um, so uh, when you have in, leaders at the top of the institution pushing for this, um, and, and Kirk, I don't want to suggest to anyone that this is going to be easy um, because this is two institutions, two very different institutions coming together to solve this problem. You can imagine um, in your own world, thinking about um, how, how you all work in your own field, how difficult that is when you have when you bring in um, uh, really different institutions to solve problems. Uh, so uh, keeping people um, uh, moving forward, keep their eye on the ball, um, because there's all kinds of details that have to be worked out to make this successful. But we've been studying it in Phoenix. We've been studying it in Houston and other cities uh, uh, around the country um, who've done this. Um, we can learn a lot from them, and, and that's what that's what's helping to propel this. That probably leads into the answer to this next question. Uh, you know, your purview is Wichita State University. It's not the city of Wichita necessarily. So, so why downtown and? Was downtown ever not thought of as the destination for a potential campus? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I think in the early uh, conversation, you know, we thought about, well, could it be on our main campus here? Um, you know, part of the innovation campus. Um, there's not enough space really for that. Could it also be where the Metropolitan Complex is at Twain and Oliver? Um, uh, uh, but you have now um, in downtown Wichita, a lot of infrastructure that, that I think is important now. Um, not to mention that you have, we have the Acoustic St. Francis there. Uh, we have ComCare, we have um, some of the other uh, mental health um, uh, facilities there in that part of town. We have a new osteopathic medical school um, that, that, that's there now. The culinary school for WSU Tech is um, uh, going to open soon, and that's going to be able to provide food services to, to students that are down there and meeting space. So we've developed sort of an infrastructure, which is which is very useful, but also if you think about the ultimate goal here is how we're trying to improve the, improve the outcomes for the entire community. This is centrally located. Um, it, I, I think it makes a lot of sense uh, to establish and kind of solidify a health corridor in, in the core of our, our city. And so that's, to me, that's the logical place where it needs to go. Uh, does it give you an extra boost knowing that, you know, somebody like Bob Layton, the city manager, has called this a game changer, you know, bringing so many students downtown? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we've been working alongside the city and the county and the Greater Wichita Partnership ever since we started down this path and um, getting them uh, understanding of, of, of the purpose of this. Um, uh, yeah, so... Uh, city manager, the mayor, the, the county commission, all of those individuals, David Dennis, uh, his, we've spent a lot of time talking with him about the importance of this. And the, and the county has a special interest because of the mental health aspects that they are trying to tackle as well. And we wanna to try to be a part of that um, in this project if we can um, to move it forward. So yeah, all of that's important. Um, it will be transformational for the community. Mm -hmm. As you said, this has a long way to go before the door is opened on the first day in a fall semester sometime before the end of the decade. The, the Board of Regents approval gave you the go-ahead to find an architect and organize fundraising. So what are next key steps in your mind? Yeah, so uh, as you know, we have $35 million in ARPA dollars. And so we we need to make sure that we get this these dollars spent by 2026. So backing up from that um, uh, is, is what we're doing now uh, to lay out a plan. So what we're what we're working on now, which is a priority both of KU and Wichita State is to get with the legislature to help us get us over the finish line in terms of funding, which would mean um, additional dollars to bond a facility, um, you know, minus the $35 million that we already have um, to help move it forward. So we're hoping to get that solidified this next legislative session, start construction shortly after that, and then have it complete by sometime in 2026. Well, we'll be, we'll be watching over the next four years, that's for sure. Let me ask you about a couple of the happenings on campus right now. Uh, there there has been an announcement about a future, or I guess a demolition of Cessna Stadium and, a, and another stadium going up. Uh, much smaller, but it can still accommodate state track and field for the high schools. And maybe, you know, of course, how's Wichita State track and field, and maybe even a future so women's soccer program. Um, 
I guess my question is, is, is this a $51 million project? Why now? Why is the time? Why is this the time to do it? Well, uh, every president since football um, was, was stopped here at the university has been trying to figure out a way to deal with Cessna Stadium. So this isn't the first president who's who's had to deal with that. But we're at a point where we need to do something. We just can't continue to kick it down the road. Um, as you know, you see what it looks like. Um, it's it's hard to maintain. Um, it's, uh, um, you know, everything from the restrooms to just the, the structure itself. And we have to be concerned about that. And, and it is, quite honestly, it's an eyesore. Um, and, and it's, a, it's a, a, a reminder of something that, um, that people in this community um, have strong feelings about. And so we, we just need to do something about it. So I, I'm committed to do that. Um, and uh, so we're, we're looking forward to start that project next summer, you know, to time it with the state track meet and, and our athletics uh, uh, track and field program. So, but that's, that's why we're at a point right now to, uh, uh, to do that. As plenty of athletic department people have told me over the years, it's it's the window to the university. It's it's a it's a it's a thing that people see probably before mo most other parts of the university if they're coming in, especially for high school track. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing that's not an eyesore is Woolsey Hall, uh, the business home, the new business home for the Barton School of Business. Uh, we had an opportunity to go in last month to get an, a sneak peek at it. Beautiful building. Uh, everybody's excited about what it can do for the School of Business. I'm interested in what reaction you've heard from, from students in particular, but also from faculty and staff. Yeah, students especially. I, I host a lot of students for lunches and various different events. And, um, and there's always a business student um, who's, uh, who's taking classes over there. But I'm finding a lot of other students who are not business students who are taking classes there. So that's an important thing to know. Yes, it's the home of the Barton School of Business, but we have other classes going on in there because, you know, they're not, they're not utilizing those classrooms, you know, 100% of the time. Um, but the feedback is all very positive. Um, you know, that now they have the opportunity to to stay in a building and, and hang out and collaborate and learn from one another. You know, it, as opposed to what was going on in Clinton Hall, where they just went to class and left because they couldn't wait to get out of the facility. You know, as you know, it's kind of a dark, not very attractive, conducive to learning kind of a facility. And um, so I, that's what I'm hearing from students, from faculty and staff, similar kinds of things. Um, you know, they didn't like hanging out in the building either. Now they have all kinds of opportunities to do that. There's a cafe, there's, there's a break room. It's, you know, very uh, accommodating for faculty needs and allows for them to gather. So it's also a game changer for the university. We haven't built a college building in 50 years. Um, so this is the first one. We, you know, we built the Elliott School for um, Communications, but that was just a department. You know, it's not a, a college facility. So this is the first time we've we built a, a new building like that um, in a very long time. Um, and I think um, it says to the community um, that we're, um, we're interested in having first class um, technologically advanced facilities. It also says that to the students too. 
Um, and of course, we're very thankful for many donors who contributed to that project to make it a reality and for the university that also contributed to in, in allocation of resources for the building. And I know you're also enthused about what's going to happen at Clinton Hall because it's right in the middle of campus and it's not going away. Can you talk about what, what Clinton Hall will become? Yeah, so Clinton Hall is going to be totally gutted and it, you won't recognize we're finished with it. And it's going to be our new Chakra Success Center. So right now, all of our student support offices are just spread out all over campus. And so we're going to move the, the, the key student support services, about 17 offices, to that facility. Um, it's going to be opened up, new entrances, um, you know, the, the floors will be open to one another, um, you know, colorful, and just the kind of the things that you'd see in, in Woolsey Hall. It'll, it'll look like that. Um, and, and the whole goal is to better support students. We don't have a lot of commuter students on campus. And so, you know, they don't have a lot of time to go hunt down things at various offices. So this will provide an opportunity for all those to be in one location. And the, and the beauty of that, when you start putting similar offices together for students in one location, they'll go there for what they think they might need. And they'll say, oh, I need to go over here. I, I you know, that just, it'll have an opportunity for them to explore other things that will be helpful for them. And this is really to help keep moving them along, decreasing the barriers that they're, they're coming across on our current campus configuration. We want them to be successful and ultimately graduate. Well, there's a lot going on on campus and there's a lot that will be going on, not only on campus, but downtown as well over the next few years. And we'll, we'll keep up with you on, on progress. Dr. Rick Muma, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, Kirk. It's great to be here. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 279. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.